Welcome to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson. Kirsten and her guests are here to help you stop struggling with your own self-acceptance and teach you how to love yourself unconditionally. Now, here's Kirsten. Welcome to GTO Freedom for Humans, where we talk about the ways in which we as humans can free ourselves from suffering by practicing unconditional love, acceptance, and compassion for ourselves. I'm Kirsten Johansson, your host. We have a really fun show today. I have an awesome guest. We met a couple of weeks ago, um, and it felt like talking to an old friend. Uh, and as I've been um, familiarizing myself with her work, I just realized we have a ton of interesting history um, that is very similar. And she does something very different for me. And I'm really interested and excited to hear more about it today. So uh, we have uh, Lindsay McCowan joining us today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Um, and then we're going to start our show in a different way than we usually do. But first, hello, Lindsay. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here and talking with you. I mean, I totally agree. We have so much in common. It was just like, wait, did we live the same life and just a different time and place? <laughs> exactly. A little different time, a little different order. But um, when I listened to your solo show today um, that you did, I think two weeks ago, um, that one. No, yeah, but last week. I'm still recovering week. from it. Okay. <laughs> Well, it was, it was wonderful and very moving. And I just kept being kind of like, wow, we really have some uh, very similar uh, experiences in our background, which is probably why we've landed where we've landed uh, exactly in the, in the here and now. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of water and then I am going to um, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. Yeah. And while you're taking a sip of water, I'll just say that I think it's so important for us women to share our stories because when we do, we feel that deep connection to each other and we realize, wow, we're not alone or we're not crazy or, you know, it's just like we have this immediate connection to each other, but then it deepens our own experiences and, and, and almost validates them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I so love and respect vulnerability and honesty. It is truly what allows us to connect with each other. If we're not vulnerable, then you, if I'm not vulnerable, you can't know me. If you're not vulnerable, I can't know you. If we can't know each other, we can't connect. And then we feel alone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's this human life is it's challenging enough. We, we, we don't want to feel alone. We want to feel connected. Yes. Yeah. And this is the perfect time for this show because like leading into that, because the divine feminine is her, one of her superpowers is vulnerability. Ooh. Okay. So mm. let me, let me tell people a little bit more about you and then we're going to get into okay. the divine feminine today. <clears throat> Lindsay McCowan is a leader in maximizing personal and professional potential. She is a women's spiritual empowerment coach, a lineage yoga and meditation teacher, a certified neuroencoding specialist, a TEDx speaker, and live global radio host of Women Thriving Unapologetically. With over 17 years of personal inner work and spiritual growth combined with more than 14 years of professional experience in healing and transformative modalities, Lindsay weaves an intricate web of compassionate and insightful mentorship and coaching. 
She empowers women to honor their pace and establish a rhythm of life that promotes the deep healing and transformation necessary to thrive through life's challenges. Lindsay is presented for women's business, empowerment, and yoga conferences, co-facilitated Spirit of the New Workplace MBA program at the University of Virginia, and led holistic wellness retreats for the last decade. She works one-to-one as well as leads powerful group transformative mentorship programs for women that weave the power of ancient wisdom with modern neuroscience to unlock their personal power and embolden their purpose so that they can thrive unapologetically. You can find her online at lindsaymccown.com or on YouTube at lindsay.tvgoddess. Wow, Lindsay. I've never heard anyone read that. I mean, you know, bios are so freaking hard to write. And then you're like, you painstakingly go over every single word and you're like, oh, does this, it's so hard to encapsulate what you do behind labels, you know? And so it's like, hearing you read that back. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Damn. I've done all that. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) (laughs) You've done a lot, Lindsay. My goodness. (laughs) I'm going to pat myself on the back because I don't, I've never, I never used to do that. And that's so part of the healing, the divine feminine is just really celebrating our accomplishments and realizing that we are enough and we are doing enough and that, you know, like, okay, I'm going to own that. I'm not going to shrink back and, you know, put myself in the, in the corner behind someone else, because that's what women are supposed to be is be humble. It's such BS. Like, no, I want to stand here and own it. Like, Hey, thank you for reading that to me. Well, (laughs) you're, you're welcome. It's yeah. It's, um, I mean, some of it, I'm not even sure what all of it is. Nor am I. No, just kidding. No, (laughs) no. That's funny. Okay. So, um, I was thinking, so, um, I do speak to my listeners, our listeners here about, about belly breathing. I do it in a very just kind of practical way. And, um, I don't tie it into the, um, neuro encoding. Is that correct? Or the, that is correct. Okay. So, but you do such a wonderful job with that. And, um, I do want to highly recommend, um, Lindsay's TEDx, um, which delves deeper into, uh, breath work and it's under 20 minutes. So, please do um, check it out. I really enjoyed it and found myself breathing deep into my belly at the end of it. So I'm going to turn it over to Lindsay to um, start us off with some um, breath work. Okay, let's do this. So wherever you are, just find a comfortable seat. You can even do this standing or lying down. The most important thing is just to have a nice tall spine and feel your chest open and feel the fullness of your lungs and also the softness of your belly. As women, we've been conditioned to believe that our bodies have to look a particular way. So in this moment, if you like, just go ahead and place your hands on your belly and allow the belly just to be held into the warm embrace of your palms. And let's just take a nice deep breath in through the nose and out through the nose. And as you breathe in, allow that belly to expand into the warmth of your palms, the kindness and the tenderness of your own touch. And we're just going to find a rhythm that feels very sweet and nurturing for you in this moment. Perhaps that's breathing in for four and out for four. It's not about the, the deepest breath that you can take. It's more about, can we just have a, very smooth and rhythmic pattern of breath that helps our body relax. 
our mind to become more steady and for our awareness to nestle down here into the belly. And we just simply invite the softening of the belly and maybe it's only 5% more. And in that softening, we can begin to feel the armor or the shielding or the tension begin to melt away. And the belly is this access point to our subconscious mind where all of our beliefs reside about who we are, who we can be, what is possible. And we allow our bellies to soften. We have access to rewire and change these beliefs into ones that are empowering that allow us to stand in our feminine nature, which is nurturing and honoring, deeply connected to the earth, soulful, intelligent, powerful, and fierce. So I'll take one more breath in and out. And you can stay here. You can breathe throughout this whole show if you like, or you can just simply make your way back and know that you can come back to this breath at any point in time. Hmm. Can I just stay and do that for the rest of the show? Too? Oh, I well, <laughs> could you? I was just going to say you are masterful at that. It's <laughs> your voice and it's just wonderful. Well, thank you for allowing me to breathe before the show cuz I don't get I do a lot more interviews than I do um interviewing, I should say, than being the interviewee. So I was like, oh, I need to breathe. (laughs) (laughs) I had a flash um, right as you started and you talked about, well, you talked about our bodies and, you know, this, the, the messages we get about them needing to look a certain way. And I talk a lot, a lot about that on the show because I really like to dispel that lie. I'm not even going to call it a myth. I'm going to call it a lie. Um, And I flashed, it was just a memory from a couple of nights ago. I was just with my partner who was we're sleeping or he was sleeping. I, I don't have the easiest time sleeping. So he was sleeping. I was not necessarily sleeping, but you know, we rolled over and he, he just, you know, was the big spoon. And you know how, when you lay on your side, you know, your belly kind of mushes, mushes down (laughs) toward the bed. (laughs) Kind of sags down. (laughs) Yeah. Mushes and sags. Mushes sags and mushes and sags. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like a belly, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like a belly. So, like a belly, like a human belly, everybody. But but so he just, you know, um put his he just held it. He just, you know, instinctively reached and held it. And there was a and I it was it felt wonderful. And what felt really wonderful about it, I was I was cognizant of it as it was happening because there was a time I would have had that tight and sucked in because I don't want you to feel that my belly's mushing down toward the bed. Mm -hmm. And I did not care. I just felt like loved Mm. and like my belly was soft and fine and it was okay. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love hearing that because I think every single woman can identify with the part that feels like the belly has to be flat or ripped or, you know, you can't allow it to, have any extra flesh on it. And, 
and I agree, I agree with you. It's, it's not a myth. It's a freaking lie that's been placed into our subconscious mind so often and frequently that we now believe it to be true. Yes. And so I appreciate, you know, your honesty around that, like, oh, I'm just going to let him hold my belly. And so that's why I love, you know, inviting women to put their hands on their bellies when we breathe and just, you know, breathe into those beliefs that we have and see if we can soften them a little bit and just send some love from our hearts through our palms into this area that's constantly ridiculed, Mm -hmm. which by the way, our bellies in yoga, this is the seat of our power, our, of knowing who we really are. And so it's really important for us to be able to soften into that and release that. And so that it can help us kind of burn away some of those belief systems that keep us feeling like we have to push ourselves to the extreme to fit a particular model or mold that was, you know, created, you know, through the patriarchal lens. Mm -hmm. Not for us. It was created to take our power and our money and to Mm -hmm. keep us down and to keep us from fully being able to realize what we can do. Because if we're worried about the way we look and we're, we allow ourselves to be objectified and reduced and we participate in it in some way, because we believe it. And then we spend our money buying all the stuff and doing all the stuff we, we clutter our, you know, I, I feel like we clutter ourselves with all of these worries about something that doesn't matter. And then what we, what we, the opportunity cost to use a business term, of that, if we're doing that, we're, we can't be doing what what is uniquely ours to contribute in this life. If we're exactly. literally worried about the way our belly looks, which many of us worry about our whole dang lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. We've, we've been given this, you know, false model of what authentic feminine beauty looks like and is and you know, we've been, when we were, when we were deprived of this truthful image and a positive narrative on like real women's bodies at every stage, um, and every age of life Yes, that it, it contaminates our psychological, emotional, and even our spiritual health. And, and this is why I'm just so passionate about bringing in, you know, practices around awakening feminine energy, because I mean, how, for how long has it been viewed as less important as masculine energy? Like everything about the feminine is less than in a hyper-masculine world. And I say a hyper-masculine because, you know, masculine is not bad, but any, whether it's feminine or masculine, anything to the extreme becomes toxic. And we've just been kind of swept up into masculine energy systems that are just really like dripping with, it has to be strategized and planned and we have to set goals and we have to have a solution and we have all these linear processes that just tap out our feminine energy and don't allow us to really bring in those aspects of the divine feminine that are actually very nurturing and healing and necessary to keep the the masculine balanced. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that I think is desired. It's interesting to me because I feel like there is a deep desire for it because most of us had mothers and moms, not everybody got to, got to grow up with a mom, but many of us did. And typically our moms are incredibly important, but regardless of gender. And there is a desire for that, for, for that feminine 
sort of energy and what we what we bring but then there is this strange dichotomy that it's also devalued exactly yeah i mean who doesn't want to be nurtured who doesn't want to be really well fed in all areas of life and i'm not just talking about you know love and compassion and the and the nurturing of the kind of the the mama energy, but the nurturing that comes from being well-fed through our food, through our environment, the nurturing that comes from living our soul's purpose, the nurturing that comes, actually it does come, the nurturance comes in through, you know, financial prosperity too, but the feminine energy is necessary for that to come in as well in a healthy way. And so the nurturance can come in, like we need that deep, deep nourishment in all areas of our life so that we're not, you know, falling into the pattern of, well, for example, if we neglect the the feminine energy and I can talk more about what the feminine energies are, but I'll give you like some, the, the symptoms of what it feels like or what it looks like when we are neglecting our feminine energy. So it comes in as overworking any, okay, everyone, I can't see your hands, but raise them. If you're overworking, (laughs) (laughs) if you're exhausted, If you feel like you're running on adrenaline, if you feel like you're wired and tired at the same time, if you Mm. feel creatively blocked, if you're struggling with physical illness, if you are depressed, you're you're a struggle with jealousy, comparison, you have Mm. resentment or anger at this emotional level that's really difficult to um, process, you feel disconnected or empty or cynical, lost, confused. You feel this kind of hardening, like you might even have felt that hardening in your belly when we're trying Mm -hmm. to breathe into it. Yes. Or you feel starved at a spiritual level. Those are all things that can come up when we are neglecting um, the power of the sacred feminine energy that's within all of us, regardless of gender or gender identity. I'm glad you mentioned that and we're coming up on a break because I wanted to ask you about um, I because I've always felt um, strongly connected to both my feminine um, self and my masculine self because um, I had two really strong archetypes, very high feminine mom, very high masculine father. And so I guess I I've always felt really a lot of both of them. And so when, when we, we probably don't have time to unpack it just yet, but um, when we come back, I'm curious about that, about the divine feminine and, and also um, the, the marriage of that and the masculine energy that we all carry, regardless of gender. Does that make sense? Makes absolute sense. And both are very, both are extremely important for us to nurture and to bring into, you know, balance is just a word, we're never really completely balanced. You know, balance is, is, is movement and flow happening all the time. And it's just, we have both aspects of ourselves that cannot exist without the other, that mm. we need both of them. We all, we have both of them right now. It's just mm-hmm. one, right? The, the, if we're looking at from a cultural perspective, the, the masculine is getting all the attention. And when something gets all of the attention all the time, it get the, what happens is it tends to create a toxicity and our viewpoint and our understanding of who we are as a whole. Uh-huh. So Ooh, we can talk okay. a little bit more when we, 
I know we may got to go to break. So we do. But oh, I yes, I definitely want to hear more about that. Okay. okay. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, you're listening to Freedom for Humans, and we will be right back with Lindsay McCowan. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at giraffetangooctopus.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you tired of overeating, overspending, drinking too much, or being in relationships that drain you? Do you have invasive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself and your life? Do you keep pushing yourself to the next goal only to find that it doesn't bring you happiness? You don't have to live this way. You can live a life of well-deserved freedom and happiness. Coach Kirsten Johansson is here to guide you. Book your free discovery session today at giraffetangooctopus.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten Johansson, your host, and we're talking about the divine feminine today with Lindsay McCowan. And before the break, you had just described what it feels like to, if I'm, correct me if if my verbiage is not quite right, but to sort of deny or to not nurture and cultivate the divine feminine. You listed a whole bunch of things that many, many people and many, many women. Um, but again, you you did mention that that the divine feminine sort of crosses genders, yes? Yes, we have we have feminine and masculine energies in us. You can think of it as yin and yang. And if you look at that symbol, like it needs it's it's in perfect balance with one another. The lightness has some of the darkness in it. The darkness has some of the lightness in it. It's perfectly balanced. And so we have to have both. You can't exist one without the other. It's just when we put all of our attention on one, it becomes um, exacerbated to the point where it becomes toxic. It becomes a shadow. And so we talk a lot about shadow work and some of the programs I do and how important it is to look at what the shadow aspects are 
that are when we are not really nurturing those energies within us within ourselves and that can be you know examples of you know toxic masculinity is when we um really focus on our individuals so much that our community and our environment suffer or that we have to be the best at all cost and to the and sometimes that cost is our mental or emotional health or the cost of our family structures our community structures our environment this is a sense of that we have to um be um compete and more mm-hmm. than we collaborate or mm-hmm. it's just a, such a linear way of thinking and that a, that kind of pushes out spontaneity and creativity and flow and it kind of denies us the the nurturance of rest but there can be you know aspects of the feminine that if we're not really like nurturing ourselves wholly that can get you know become a shadow like where our our anger can actually become an impairment or our our inability to process certain emotions because our emotion we're deeply emotional um beings that if we really start to store down and suppress our experiences it's difficult to process those emotions and then they become roadblocks for us and so or we become too uh passive or we can become passive aggressive mm. so there's a lot of different things that can happen but what we want to do is to really allow and i focus on i mean we can focus on the divine masculine as well i personally don't and there's a reason i don't do that because the masculine has had millennia of, a lot attention, of attention right now <laughs> a lot of attention so in in the feminine in every single person needs some nurturance whether they're male or female i specifically work with women because women are the ones that i am just i just know i mean i have a calling and that's my calling and i'm not going to explain it this is like i encourage i'd work with women to awaken those aspects of themselves that have been neglected or denied or just forgotten about there's something like that feels if you feel like something's missing and you can't really name it i believe in my opinion it's it's that part of ourselves that we have forgotten or not uh don't even realize that it's it's there for us just dormant waiting for us to bring to the surface again and that can be uh a really beautiful thing when that happens i feel like i'm just going on and on here so when I, you talk yeah well let me ask you so when you talk yeah. about that are you talking about kind of the the original self that is with us when we're when we come onto the earth or into the earth and that is quickly conditioned out of us yes there's a we have consciousness is so vast and there's different layers to consciousness and so it's so vast and it's so great that we can't really wrap our little itty bitty brains around And so what we can do is we can kind of like what I do to explain this is to break it down in the form of different energies, goddess energies because it's like how can you explain love? How many different types of love are there? But love is part <laughs> love is part of consciousness, but which love are we talking about? Mm-hmm. And so when we work with goddess energies, we look at a particular archetype that represents one aspect of our consciousness. just one and we work with that to awaken that part of ourselves we awaken and when once we awaken that part of ourselves then we can go to another part of ourselves and learn how to awaken that so there's different layers of aspects of consciousness that we can awaken to and so the work you know is is it's vast 
and we can do this our whole lives, but we want to start the more awake we are, the more whole we are. Because if you go back to that, that the thinking of the yin yang symbol, mm -hmm. if one, one part of ourselves is asleep, then we are not whole. We're not right. living from a whole embodied place. So you want to awaken the parts that are dormant or denied or in shadow and bring them in so that we feel like we're moving from a much more informed place. What happens is we expand our consciousness so that we get out of only the linear thinking and we can mm -hmm. actually even move into parts of our brains that we've never been able to move into before and start to pull information in. And when we awaken the divine feminine, what happens is we start to find solutions to complex problems that we haven't been able to think our way out of before. And it's incredibly powerful. So that is exactly what happened to me. And I, I, I don't, I would, you know, I wouldn't be able to explain it in that way. Um, but that's exactly when I really undertook my own healing, it, it really unlocked parts of me that I guess I just thought maybe didn't exist at all. Um, but they were buried and I, and I joke, I, okay. So we're roughly the same age. I'm just slightly older than you, I think. Cause I listened to your other show. So I know I'm 52. Um, and I used to come home from school and watch star Trek, the original star Trek, um, and so my, the way I kind of joke about it, and I, I think it's gotten a little bit, people don't like it when you refer to Star Trek anymore, but I have to. So sorry, everyone. Um, Spock just ran the show. Spock ran that show um, because again, I was, you know, raised by a, a, an alpha male um, father with very, you know, a football coach and uh, just very high masculine and very much, you know, a big, a big presence and then was mentored um, in business for many, many, many years by, by men and most particularly white men. And so I, that's what I know. So for, for so long, just exactly what you've described, linear, analytical, solution focused, find the problem, think through the problem as hard as you can <laughs> until, and even if you don't find the, the, the actual solution, the, the true, you think up something in a structure and you put the structure in place and you want everybody to comply with the structure because if they do that, you're going to get this, this outcome. Oh my God. I mean, that's what I knew. And so that's how I functioned both in business and I was in leadership for 30 years. So that's the, you know, that's the kind of leader I was. Um, and when I did the work, I'll just call it the work for today. That's like, there was so much of me that was denied. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so Kurt got let out. Uh, he was locked up somewhere and when <laughs> Captain Kurt got let out, he, get, he ran me around. Like he gave me a run for my money. People were, people's eyes were wide and they were like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. Even when you're like explaining, like, how, you know, what your work was like, I was like, oh my God, that's exhausting me just listening oh, to it. It was totally, <laughs> well, and not only that, so that was my work, but I applied that to all of the quote unquote problems in my life and the quote unquote things about me that needed to be fixed. So I was constantly, constantly following these linear patterns of fixing and making things correct, including myself and my body. 
Yeah, I think so women, so many women do that because that's the only model that we've been taught. We don't even, we don't know what the model is to embrace uh, a more feminine approach to business. Like, and I've been searching for that. I mean, I've been, you know, I've hired tons of coaches and read books and Googled the, did I say shit out of everything? Sure. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I do on my show. I don't know if it's okay on your show. I forgot to ask. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> we can sprinkle and, a little, a little shit here little, and there. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, so, and yes, the divine feminine embraces, you know, her power of speech. And then, uh, so <laughs> I almost lost my, I lost my train of thought there for a sec. What was I saying? You were, oh, oh, we were talking about just, you were talking about trying to invite the divine feminine into business and you've hired a a lot of coaches and yeah. Mm -hmm. The model's not there and it's really difficult to find. So I, it's like, we are, the women are really an answer to finding solutions to come into a new paradigm. And it's just not quite there yet. And people, and there's a lot of women out there that are searching for this. And so we're just we're just kind of allowing, like doing our best to allow that creative flow to come through us and to get us out of the box of that linear thinking, because we need to create a new system and a new model. That's, that's not exhausting us and depleting us to the point that we go to burnout because women are not only coming into business and thriving, but they're still carrying all the other roles with them and applying that hyper-masculine approach to everything that they're doing. So their feminine energy is getting more and more and more depleted. And yet they are still, they're feeling guilty because they're not being everything to everyone all the time, which is actually, you know, the hyper feminine approach to things. So that's like coming more from a wounded Mm. place and not a really self-nurturing, self-honoring aspect of the feminine. And so it's so incredibly important for us to be, you know, find those spaces where we can explore, like, how do I allow that. First of all, how can I start to awaken some of these feminine aspects? What are they? And why do I want to awaken them? How do I awaken them? Why is it important? And when I do, then we can start to explore, okay, now that I'm starting to wake up to more of my whole self, let's start to explore how I can do things a little bit differently Mm -hmm. so that there is more freedom and joy and there's more flow and, um, and grace coming into your life. There's a deeper connection to earth energy, because that is one of our superpowers as women is we have this, uh, not just, you know, and I say women, because women have a stronger connection to the earth through their femininity, they're stronger, more strongly connected to their divine feminine than their divine masculine by nature. It doesn't mean that that's the case completely and fully, because I remember growing up, you know, I was denying that part of myself because it was, um, you know, I could see and look around. I wasn't taught like verbally taught, but I was taught by just absorbing information from my environment that being a girl was not as powerful as being a boy. And I didn't Mm -hmm. want it. I was like, I don't want to be, I was pissed off because I wasn't, I wasn't born a boy. I didn't want to be one of the girls. Interesting. Yeah. And here I am doing divine feminine work. (laughs) Did you have siblings? Yes. And were they, what were their genders? Uh, There's four of us. I am the third of four. I have an older brother, older sister, and a younger brother. 
Okay. So two it's two. two and two. Interesting. So, and were you, were both parents present? They were, my dad was there, but not present, but we'll not say. present. Yeah. My mom he was, the... and the interesting thing is my family is a very matriarchal family. My mom and my grandmother, are those that raised me, and those are the ones I looked up to and were oh. completely present in my life. And I consider extremely powerful and amazing women. But my dad was just like that epitomize the toxic masculine because he was an alcoholic. And so it was just a lot of aggression and anger, but, you know, I learned it was the, the, the power over approach, which is a, a trait of the toxic mm-hmm. masculine or the hyper-masculine and even yes. the patriarchy. So yes, to force your force things. Yes. To get your way. Yes. Oh, well, it's interesting to me because you had kind of a balance of um, presence and then you also had this, this strong matriarch and you still really thought mm, it might be better to be a boy in this world. Well, and I, you know, I saw how my dad would, my dad would belittle my mom. Like he would, what, oh. it's this term called uh, bass backwards compliments. So yeah. it wasn't a really true heartfelt compliment because he didn't know how to give them. So he would tease her mm-hmm. or make fun of her as a way of complimenting her, mm-hmm. which is really degrading. And so that's, that's what I got to witness. Yeah. And I got to witness that. But I think a lot of mine was just picked up from my surroundings. Like, I mean, we're taught from a very young age that boys are better in so many different things. Like we have very clear roles as girls and boys that we're supposed to adhere to. And I was very athletic and, you know, like to be rough and tumble in the dirt and be outside. And so I didn't want all the things. I didn't want the Barbies and the, you know, the pink ribbons and all those things, which is nothing wrong with that. But I was identifying as I was making that delineation between girl, boy, good, bad. I see. And this is for girls. And this is for boys and I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So um, we're coming up um, pretty soon on another break and we want to make sure that we, in the third segment that we get to how the how to of this, right? Like how, if you heard yourself in those, in all those, those conditions, basically those conditions of being that, um, Lindsay listed. And also in this um, discussion we've been having, we want to talk about how to actually start these practices. Do you call them practices? I do. Yeah, me too. Okay. I don't know know another word. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, the practice is the point, right? It's not about the, there is no end point. There is no there, there. It's really the practices practice makes practice. Yes. Yeah. The practice is the point. Okay. So we're going to go to break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how to awaken the divine feminine. You're listening to freedom for humans. And we'll be back with Lindsay McCowan. Follow us on Twitter at voice America, TRN, get the lowdown on guests, new shows and your favorites. That's voice America, TRN. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans. Have your own story or have questions for Kirsten or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Freedom for Humans. This is Kirsten, your host, and we're here with Lindsay McCowan. And before the break, we were just talking about how to begin to um, invite the divine feminine in. And also, um, because ultimately, you want to become the goddess, yes? Yes. And you know, I never liked that. Oh, yeah. And you know, I've just now become comfortable um, using the word goddess because it's because I there's so many different things out there around goddess practices and the way I bring it in is very different and unique. Um, and it's not about, you know, dressing a particular way or, uh, or looking a particular way. It's about activating those dormant energies within us that give us, um, an access and a, to a power that is, not available to us at a surface level. It's not available to us through conventional psychology. It's a transformative power that can heal us at a very deep emotional psychic level. And it has the ability to untangle psychic knocks and belief systems and structures that have been holding us down for such a long time. And it can actually transform the mind and the heart. And it can actually bring us back into sacred union, meaning like our body, our mind and our soul and spirit can come back together. And it's the divine feminine that can heal us and bring us back into that union. And so I use the practices, I call them goddess practices because we use goddess archetypes as examples of the different levels of consciousness that we can awaken to help us heal and transform and thrive. And I can give you an example because, um, I mean, especially for women, like tuning into these energies just allows us to awaken life energy. Like if we think about just like pushing down a part of yourself for such a long time, and then you 
bring that energy back up, all of a sudden it's like, you're coming back online and you're like, whoa, like I didn't even realize there's a part of me that was asleep for such a long period of time. And I think a lot of us don't even understand those parts of ourselves because we've denied them for so long. So there is a process of gently awakening these energies and getting familiar with them again and owning them and claiming your space. And so I can give you an example, like right now in my Awaken the Divine Feminine uh, Immersion Program, we're working with a goddess that's called Saraswati, and she's the language, the goddess of language and insight and sound, but also spiritual discipline because, um, and I, you, you know, discipline used to rub me that word like, <laughs> but so like, because we're, because we have yeah. been looking at it through the hyper-masculine lens, but she shows us that there's a certain amount of discipline and devotion that, that we need to take to our own tending, to our practices that help us awaken. And she's the one that can help us sit in meditation that can help us, um, be steady and be focused but she's also the one that helps us examine the language that we're using. Is our language empowering or is it Mm -hmm. disempowering? Mm -hmm. Are we constantly saying I can't, or um, what are some other words I'm trying to think of? Like, um, I wish I could, but oh yeah. Wish or wish is wishy-washy. Right. Or maybe (laughs) when, maybe when then Mm -hmm. I'll be able to, yeah. I hope or someday I, I mm-hmm. like, cause yeah. you just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I hope I need, I can't, I don't know. It's they're all disempowering. So when we start to work with these goddess energies, what we're doing is really, we're looking at what her archetype represents. And then we're going into the contemplative exercises around that. Like for example, the disempowering and empowering practices, but then we're actually also doing the physical movements, the yoga asana to actually awaken those powers. Like for example, we have uh, a, a powerful goddess called Kali and she is about just owning your sexuality. She's wild freedom. She's the power to dissolve constructs of ego and ignorance that have been kind of in our field for such a long time. She's unapologetic. And so when we bring her in, she's just like, like you come online in a very different way than you would come online with a different goddess. And so it's just, and we use like powerful breathing practices and movement practices and meditation practices and even rest practices to help us bring it all together. So that what happens at the end is you feel what it's like to be, for example, Kali, you know, this fierce mama goddess who is totally unapologetic and claims herself worth worth or this incredible Saraswati energy that who can sit, like who can make, who can get up early with devotion and dedication and discipline and sit in her practices and be steady in them. And who can be very clear on the way that she speaks and the way her presence when she's speaking or writing and be like, have this creativity flow through her. So you become, you start to feel yourself as the embodiment of those energies. And when we do that with, you know, we work with about 12 different goddesses over the course of a year and you start to be like, wow, I'm starting to own these parts of myself again and give them space to really um, come into their fullness again. And it's also looking at some of those aspects, those shadow aspects of those goddesses, because we all have shadow aspects and like, oh, I never realized that I have a tendency to, you know, not speak my truth 
mm-hmm. or to not be self-compassionate with myself, to constantly ridicule myself yeah. is. And so it's just an incredible practice that, you know, I've been doing teaching yoga and meditation for a long time. But when I brought these particular practices in, it was just like another cog on the wheel turning and opening me up um, to something even more profound and to be able to put in all of these practices that I've been doing for a long time and help women to actually feel the power of who they can be, mm-hmm. who they actually already are, but they just have forgotten. Exactly. Then it's, it's incredibly beautiful process to witness and I'm doing it with them as we go along. Like, so I, I'm not the teacher that sits up on a stage and kind of tells you what to do mm-hmm. and presents. It's like, no, I'm sitting, the, the divine feminine sits in circle and we share and we honor and I hold that space for the healing and the transformation for people to feel, you know, like they're in a sanctuary that they can do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going through the process with them because it's not, we're not, it's, I'm not separate. Right. We're together in it. And so it's an, it's a really beautiful process that I get a little excited about. Well, and so I'm curious because you've brought all of these, you've brought all these things together to create this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've, you've created this based on all of your years of work and knowledge and all of the things that you've, you've pulled together. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious, like, it seems as though when you bring it all together, it just creates this perfect storm, if you will, of opportunity to experience, because it's, it sounds like it's hard to chatter to yourself when all of this is going on, because in order for you to be present and to be participating in this practice that you're talking about, you're really doing quite a number of things all at once. And so I suspect it requires people to be mindfully present. Yes. And, and it's also, you know, like this, we had a call on Monday and the women, there's four women who showed up not feeling well, but they showed up and they just Mm -hmm. chose to have their videos off, but they just wanted to be in the container. And so even though like one woman took a nap because she was sick, but she wanted to be in the container because Mm -hmm. you don't, there's a part of you that is always present and always aware. Always. Yes. That's the, even when you're asleep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so it's a container you can come as you are. And so, and, and everyone else can hold that for you. And then the next time you can step in and be the one that contribute to hold the container. Um, so it's not about, oh, I can't show up because I'm not feeling well. You show up because you're not feeling well and let yourself be nurtured. Which is so different. That's so different, right? Because the way we're socialized in, in that masculine way that you described mm-hmm is not only do you show up and you show up no matter what, but you pretend like you don't feel like you don't feel sick. You pretend like you're okay. Yeah. I'm to fine. meet your, yeah. To meet your obligation or your commitment mm-hmm. or to not lose your spot or to show everybody how committed you are or whatever. I don't know what the purpose of it is really just mm-hmm. self-denial and I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I had another question pop into my head when you were describing that. Um, so in my experience, when I was doing my own work, I would have flashes of consciousness. Um, and so, you know, it takes a lot of practice to really create a sustained change after so many years of being conditioned, however you're, you're conditioned. So I'm just sort of curious if you see people and if you yourself experience that 
you you have enough of a flash of the wonderfulness of it and the kind of the opening of your mind and your spirit and that that really compels people to continue the journey? Yes and no. <laughs> so what happens is we'll have these, we'll be able to experience a part of ourselves in these practices that really just awakes us in that moment. And it depends on how strong our conditioning is. Like, I think we, mm. you can wake up but then you might fall back asleep just a little bit, but you're right. not going, you're not going all the way back to the beginning. It might feel like it, but you're, it's just a gradual process of awakening. But if your conditioning is so ingrained, mm. like to, to compare yourself to other women and just completely beat yourself up because someone, you know, did that in your, in your life when you were a young child, that what happens is that we'll go, we might revert back to some of that disempowering language internally or verbally. And so it takes time, but what we're doing through these practices is awakening. Like we're developing a greater sense of awareness. And when you have that sense of awareness, like, Oh, I understand now that I'm feeling this way because I had this thought and these mm -hmm. thoughts and feelings are um, making me act in a particular way. And because I'm acting this way, or I'm doing or not doing something. This is why I have, or don't have things in my life. Mm -hmm. And what happens is when you have that awareness, you have power again. You get to right. choose now what you're going to do or say. And in that moment, it's like, okay, I am in my point of power because I'm in present moment awareness and I am in my more awakened state. I have more of these feminine aspects awake to help guide me now. And there, the other aspects have, um, have less power over me. Mm -hmm. And I'm bringing myself back into that whole approach. And you start to be able to witness yourself and your actions and your thoughts. And with that witnessing, you also start to have a lot more compassion as well, which is the jewel yes. of awakening the divine feminine, by the way. Okay. Awesome. Um, I wanted to, I asked that because I kind of wanted to make sure that the listeners know that when you're doing your work, whatever work you're doing and however you're approaching it, that it's never going to be like flipping a switch. And that when you have these moments, right. In your, whatever, in your practices, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the way it is. Like you have to keep practicing and not to feel badly. Um, you know, if you have these wonderful epiphanies and moments of awakening, and then maybe you go back to a behavior that's causing you suffering, that's, that's normal. I would it's assume normal. that's what you see. Yeah. It is normal. And okay. it's about um, just knowing that it's a process of awakening a little bit at a time. So we're, we're, it went so fast. We're, we're out of time. I can't believe it. So Lindsay, tell everyone where they can find you and what you have coming up. Yes. You can find me at lindsaymccowan.com. That's L-Y-N-S-I-E-M-C-K-E-O-W-N. That's my website and everything's there. I have a, the Awaken the Divine Feminine program coming up in May. So I'm taking calls now. So you can go to my homepage and go down to the clarity call and we'll have a conversation and see if it's a good fit. There's never, ever any pressure to join. It's just us having a conversation like you and I are having a conversation and see if it's a good fit. I don't use all those icky sales tactics. Yeah. It's just like, if it's a good fit, we'll honor it. And if it's not, yep. we honor that. And um, yeah, just find me on Instagram too. I'm over there and you can see and hear more about what I'm up to there. That's same thing. Lindsay McCowan. Fantastic. Lindsay, thank you so thank much. You. What a wonderful chat and what a wonderful show. Thank you for coming.
Okay. I appreciate it. I look forward to having you on my show in uh, the 9th of March. Yes. I'm looking forward to it as well. You can find me um, at Giraffe Tango Octopus and across social media at GTO Coaching. Love yourself, free yourself, be yourself, and dance your own tango. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope we have helped you learn to love yourself unconditionally and accept and celebrate everything that makes you, you. Tune in next Wednesday for another episode. And in the meantime, dance your own tango.